Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why using the snooze button is not helping your sleep issue and what you can do instead. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. When I had my sleep issue, I have to confess, I was a bit addicted to the snooze button. I convinced myself that I couldn't wake up without at least three or four snoozes. And as things got worse, as in when I got more exhausted from the cumulative effect of my lack of sleep building up over time, I actually started deliberately setting my alarm earlier to fit in more snoozes. Again, because I'd convinced myself that I couldn't wake up without this much effort, without all these snoozes to help me wake up. And I convinced myself that the snooze button was like kind of helpful friend, helping me to wake up gradually and somehow softening the blow of having to get up. So somehow making my the process of me getting up a bit more gentle. So that's how I saw it at the time. So I want to explain why, unfortunately, this view isn't a particularly helpful way to look at things, especially when you've got a sleep issue, and how you can start to consider the process of getting up in a different way, one that's more helpful to you in getting a good night's sleep. So when we set an alarm and the alarm wakes us up out of sleep, then for the majority of people, what this represents is that they are cutting short their sleep. So just the fact that you have to set an alarm to wake yourself up and you wake yourself out of sleep then means you, you you know, in theory, you're not getting enough sleep. And it's kind of obvious, but it's important to think from this angle because most of the time when we set an alarm, what we do is we focus on the getting up and being awake part of things. So that's our focus in taking the action of setting an alarm. So in other words, I need to be up and awake at a certain time. And that's the most important thing for me to be doing because I have to get to work or make this appointment or whatever it is. So the focus of the alarm clock becomes how is it helping us to get up and be awake at the time we want to be awake. And so how we use that device then supports that goal. So in other words, we use it in a way that we think is most helpful to our goal of waking up. So when I used to hit the snooze button repeatedly, my rationale for doing this was that it was helping me to feel more awake every time the alarm goes off. And what I used to tell myself was that each time the alarm would go off, it would wake me up more. And then after about three or four snoozes, then I would just about feel awake enough to get up out of bed. So all the focus of the use of the alarm was on how it was going to help me to wake up. But what I wasn't considering, the fact that I needed to use an alarm at all is evidence that I wasn't getting enough sleep because when my body and brain have enough sleep to complete all of that cleansing and restoration and organizing processes, then 
it will wake me up naturally. So therefore, I if I need an alarm clock to wake me up, then my body and brain have not finished doing everything that they needed to do. And so if I think about it from this perspective, then I get a different viewpoint. And now the focus, the importance is shifted to my health and to allow my body and brain the maximum time that I possibly can to complete the important task that it's already doing by sleeping. So in other words, I need to shift the perspective to see it from the point of view that my alarm is actually a disturbance to this important process already ongoing rather than the focus is on the alarm helping me to start an important process and that process is being awake in order to get on and do stuff. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. And I have to say, this is a good shift in thinking generally when it comes to sleep, because many of us do view sleep as an absence of activity, so that we're doing nothing when we sleep, apart from the fact that we know it helps us to not be tired. We don't really think about all of the important processes that are going on. And the important things in life all occur when we wake up. That's how we see it. So sleep is an absence of activity and all the important things in life occur when we wake up and start getting going with our long list of tasks or other things that we have to do when we're awake. And when you make this shift in perspective, it's easier to see why it's important to give yourself the maximum time to finish the previous task. That's the task of sleeping and therefore set the alarm as late as you possibly can and then get up straight away rather than having all these snoozes that are reducing your sleep time and reducing your awake time. So snoozing time is not helpful for either. And I'll go into this in a bit more detail in a second. So what it would have been good to recognize as well was that if I press the snooze button three times and each snooze say is eight minutes, that's 24 minutes of sleep. And the sleep that I'm getting in three eight minute bursts is definitely more likely to be lighter sleep, less restorative, and so generally less useful to me than if I had continued to have that additional 24 minutes as part of my existing sleep cycle that I was nicely in before that first alarm woke me up. So in other words, the quality and the restorative properties of the sleep, which I would have got in that additional 24 minutes added to my sleep cycle would have been higher than the three short bursts of sleep that I'm getting by using the snooze button even though it feels like we go straight back to sleep and it's nice sleep that we go back into scientists don't think that it necessarily is as good as if we had just let ourselves carry on it's also important to point out that at the time I was probably only getting about five to six hours of sleep on those nights. So an extra 24 minutes of quality sleep would have equated to an increase of around 10% in sleep. So it's not a small amount of time when you start to look at it overall. And finally, scientists think that every time that we're woken by that alarm, we trigger our stress response, which increases our heart rate, increases our blood pressure, And so if you're doing that to yourself three or four times in a row, then it's not a good way to start the day because often when we start the day, how we start the day just gets um, perpetuated from that point on throughout the day. Now, I talked about this in more detail in a previous episode about the importance of having a good morning routine. So I talked in that one about how getting into a state of stress 
can set you up for a day of continual stress and then that has a negative impact on your sleep later on. So you might want to go back and listen to that one if you haven't already because I cover that in more detail. So those are the reasons why the snooze technique that I developed really wasn't helping me at all. And so your action step for this week is to consider if you're snoozing several times before you get up, can you reduce this number of snoozes so that you spend more time in the sleep cycle that you were in rather than getting these short bursts of sleep, which are most probably not as useful and reduce the chances that you are also triggering the stress response repeatedly. Now, it may be that it takes you a while to adjust. It might not be something that you can just do. If you're in the habit of having a lot of snoozes, it's very difficult sometimes to completely get rid of those and go to having no snoozes. But if you press the snooze button a lot of times, what you could do is perhaps reduce the number slowly over a period of time to wean yourself off. And do please remember as well, don't beat yourself up if you don't wake up fully and bounce straight out of bed instantly. So it can take some people, even those people who don't have a sleep issue, up to 20 to 30 minutes to feel fully awake after they've got out of bed. So it's totally normal um, to feel like, wow, I'm getting out of bed and this is hard work. So don't let that put you off either. All right. Have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.